0: Welcome to the Men Are Forged podcast. It's the place where we help young professional men build for lasting success and a meaningful life. I'm your host, Karai Morris. For more information on Men Are Forged, go to menareforged.com. That's menareforged.com. Thanks for listening. Before we get started, if you're a young professional male looking for guidance and direction in your career and life, please look me up at menareforged.com. Or calvertandassociates.com dot com and schedule an appointment with me today. All right, today I'm going to be breaking down the Corey Hilton interview uh, that I posted on Monday. Um, that was September 20th. Um, yeah, it was uh, really good. I, I'm you know listening it back for a second time. I I realized just how much. Uh. Ground we covered. Um, Corey is very excited about his message and what he has to like give away from his life story. I was amazed. Um, Just even the second time around, um, just listening again and how in touch he is with the story and how much he wants to really help others not make the same mistakes he did. Um, and that's generally how he starts the episodes. He kind of gives his broad message of how to connect emotionally, how to really grow your self worth on the inside and not have it so much connected to you on the outside. And that really leads into what his, uh, really lifelong profession was starting from an early age at age 17, which is illegal at the time, but he, he did it anyway in Canada, um, uh, which is a male stripper. Um, He also was into bodybuilding which he really talked about later how that was really led to such gratification um, when working so hard to look a certain way Um, but the success he really saw through that was mainly in the nightlife and being a male dancer at parties and clubs and um, yeah and FYI just on the side he told me a couple wild stories of just even just the difference of that world in America versus Canada and um, you know, what they, you know, definitely here in America, how we even have much more human rights in a lot of those areas and protecting um, people even even in that, that world um, of working nightclubs. So, um, but yeah, by minute 750, um, there was something it was really fascinating that really what kind of highlighted him really taking off in his career was affirmation from a male figure. And that was in an actual uh, bodybuilding competition that he lost, but he had someone that he knew was was good and he looked up to that really, um, yeah, it really influenced him. It was like, wow, I could be really good at this. That he really felt like that guy, he, and what's interesting, and this is what I, I kind of brought up in the episode, but the guy affirmed really his hard work, He could tell that he had put in more work than the guy who actually won the competition, that he came the most prepared, most ready. And, yeah, that it was like, it was kind of interesting. But yet, as a young guy, we tend to take that from not the process. He's not affirming the process. Our ability of our excellence on the inside, he's actually affirming me on the outside. So I got to really pursue the outside to get more affirmation. To get more um, confirmation about who I am, more self worth by doing things on the outside, when really some of these male figures in our life, role models, leaders, mentors, they're really trying to highlight in our life the little things we've done, the the, uh, the discipline we carried, the um, importance of our mindset and our heart in a in a activity versus the actual um, fruit or behavior or, uh, yeah, product of what comes out of it. So I think that's really just was an interesting, you know, by 1115, uh, he talked about moving to Panama City, and that's where a lot of his career took place. I know some of y'all, know, you know, have been to Panama City. It's a pretty wild place. So that was really interesting just hearing the Canadians' perspective of Panama City. Um. You know, he really gets into really desiring emotional connection. He started realizing that, um, kind of late twenties into his career, he was starved for it, and he found it to a degree, but it wasn't lasting. It was actually in drugs, which is kind of interesting. That was at uh, minute thirteen. Um, he talked about by minute seventeen thirty-five. He talked about his lowest point, which was his uh, his divorce. He hit not you know, hit on that and really what happened. Between him and his wife, and why that didn't work, and um, yeah, and then he kind of talked about, you know, really getting into it by minute twenty-two, uh, second thirty. You know, he made the statement, "Doing it all for show." That really, his whole life, he kind of came to this revelation of like, "Man, I'm build up my body." i the way I dress, the way I act in my job, my everyday life is just doing it all for show. It's all a production, and there is no real substance beyond that and it was that was just a really powerful moment how he got to and he talked about his ego um by minute twenty three led him to never um take ownership in his relationship and that's really what happened in his marriage that he never took ownership of any because of his ego that was so built up through, you know, his ability to look good, right, that it led to him only, um, yeah, thinking everybody else was the problem in the relationship. And so any kind of conflict led to him, you know, um, playing the victim card or he, you know, he was never at fault and which eventually led to probably the ultimate thing, which is, you know, he mentioned that she cheated on him. And, like, as someone like that, who's like, I'm? all women want me. That's what my whole life is women are, you know, pining for me, grabbing for me. And here my own wife ditches me for another man, and that's because he realized, that like, because she, she was getting in the emotional connection from the the other guy and that she wasn't getting from him. That was just fascinating. Um, he talked about by, in minute 32, he hit on that passion with discipline, how powerful that is and how it... Uh, going back to that affirmation from a male figure that that's what he was affirming in him. The ability to be passionate about something and that passion really doesn't um, have weight until it's met with discipline. When you have discipline and passion partner together, you could accomplish a lot of things. Um, yeah, the one thing that I really um, would even want to kind of change... Uh, it was interesting that I just kind of wanted to address for everyone talking about, you know, I think it was minute thirty-five. Um, he hit on getting feedback from others. Um, yeah, and it was interesting how he did, he kind of came to this revelation of just not needing others, but he hit on a minute thirty-five getting feedback and how that was necessary. It was kind of it was really interesting that I, I'd love to. You know, one of the things I would like now looking back on the pushback, he, you know, um, but he would go on to say how much it was valuable about his ex-wife giving feedback, people he learned from, his mom and dad, the values they instilled with them. But he talked about not needing, and I think what he was meaning, if I could kind of put a, uh, kind of dive in, probably what I think he was trying to say was not... Depending on others for your self worth in or your identity, but actually getting it um, from yourself and not ha- constantly worried about what others are thinking, not worrying about what you know your self worth is putting into their eyes and their thoughts. So I, yeah, I would just kind of that was one thing. I was like uh, the way he worded at first, and then he kind of corrected himself later. Um, um yeah. And, yeah, he kind of, in minute 37, he definitely hit on uh, breaking the cycle of low self-worth. And I asked him this question, and this is another thing I would kind of um, maybe challenge him on, or really, um, or just anyone, and really, uh, he got his self-worth from introspection. And I think introspection can be a dangerous thing but also can be a very valuable thing i I am definitely a person i just wrote a blog about you know shows that led me to be have quality introspection i think that is the point like we need to have quality introspection that leads to growth that doesn't keep us constantly look navel gazing is a better probably term is the negative form of introspection um but yeah, he kind of hit on that. that. That's where he get his self worth from. When really, kind of looking inward and discovering self and understanding there are good things in there. That it's not so superficial. Myself worth kind of come from the material, superficial things. Uh, so that's yeah, that was an interesting. You know, he said, and really, that my question when I asked that is where do you get your self worth? It's a beliefs question. Um. As a Christian, I I get my self-worth from Jesus, that my identity is rested solely in Him and what He can do. How He made me, because He knows me better than I know myself. Um, That I can find rest in that, that I'm not striving and working towards my self-worth. I think that's kind of the dangerous thing about introspection, that you can overdo that. Man, It's like, oh, I don't feel worthy, or I don't feel good about myself, and I'm going to just kind of dig down inward, And sometimes you just find the same old thing, Um, which is interesting and kind of went into meditation, which is I think meditation is a powerful thing if you're doing it the right way and filling your mind with the good things of God, the powerful things, the like, um, yeah, like love, wisdom. Um, But yeah, there's just that would probably be a difference of opinion if we were talking. But uh, um, anyway, at the end of the day. I just love Corey's story. I loved how excited he was for it. Oh, he wants to help other men do the same thing that it is a very much a, a lot of ways a pandemic of just way men, we just become so superficial and focus on the outward and think that's where we're gonna get love and affection and affirmation for who we are. And it's just not it's not reality. That we at the end of the day we are relational beings. We need that connection, emotional connection. If we're not aware of ourselves actually our inner self, our soul, our being, our emotions, then we'll never find that if we're constantly focused on the outward appearance. Um, so at the end of the day, I think that's his message, um, you know, and it was really, really powerful. And I was just, uh, yeah, amazing. He, he was talking and talking, and that was one of the things I would give myself feedback in is uh, I did a poor job preparing Corey for the interview. Um, he's, in the, he's kind of finishing up writing his book right now. And he's got a great story, and I wish I kind of prepared him better just for with more and questions before the interview. But at the end of the day, it was a great interview because he was just, you know, he was excited about the message. He had some good stories. He had lived a lot of life. Um, and the message very much relates to men um, in their 20s and 30s, trying to figure out who we are and w- what are we leaning into to find our self-worth. Are we doing it on the outside? Are we doing it... Um, about the things on the inside, the things that matter, the things that actually women do actually connect with, the things that really make us a great employee and a great leader, um, that makes us a great friend, makes us a, a valuable person in the family, makes us a great husband, makes us a great father, you know, um... Yeah, I think we've all been scarred by the men that are so outwardly focused, but yet for some reason we continue to look towards being that type of person, guy who makes a lot of money, guy who is physically fit, that's really athletic, that's you know all all those things, those, all those masculine things um, that aren't toxic. Don't get me wrong; they're actually they're we're meant to make money, earn, do things move, lift, build. There's no doubt about that. It's just, do I get myself word from those things? And that's that's the tension. That's the line that we unfortunately take too far. So anyway, um, appreciate you listening, and I will see you next time. Okay, before we end, I just wanted to, yeah, also mention Corey's book. So his name is Corey Hilton, and his book is called um, take It Off, A Male Stripper's Journey to Discovering Self-Worth. Uh, the book will be released in mid-January. Uh, you can look, check in the show notes for um, of the original episode of the email address where you can get it pre-ordered. Um, yeah, if you enjoyed this interview, you enjoyed a lot of what the insights that he had, I would definitely recommend checking that book out. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, then also just like, uh, share this podcast, this episode with anyone. Uh, make sure you follow Men Are Forged on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, and I'm also on TikTok, which still cracks me up. Um, and then I'm going to leave you with is a little bonus content. So as you can tell, Corey is really excited about, you know, his message and what he has to share with people. And we kind of, as we got on the recording, he was like, oh, there's something else I really want, you know to share to really let everyone know and he was kind of talking around the idea of man enough which is a very masculine thing in our culture and he kind of addressed that and it was really good and so i really uh yeah so i'm just gonna leave y'all with about five minute clip of him talking about that today's episode is brought to you by thrive marriage lab if you want your marriage to thrive this is a great opportunity to the Strong marriages are the bedrock of strong churches, organization, families, and community. This is a 12-month pathway for any of you that are looking to really have weekly engagement with experienced marriage counselors. Not just one, but many. So go to Restory.life backslash thrive to get on the waiting list for this great program that starts in April. That's Restory.life backslash thrive and make sure you put... The word FORGE in the promo code to receive a discount on your monthly fee. Now, back to the episode.
1: All right. So that's the part that I wanted to make sure that we added in that I completely Uh forgot. So my apologies, Cartwright, but it's the whole man enough thing. Man enough. Man enough. I wanted to mention this because this is vitally important with with, with what kind of happened with with my divorce and what happened with a lot of things in my life. Unfortunately, I think all of us guys, we really try to be man enough in all the wrong ways. And what I really truly mean by that is, you know, how many times have you heard some guy say, I don't want to cry. Cause I need to be mad enough. I want to be a fisherman or I want to be a hunter. Cause I need to be man enough. I need to go shoot something or kill something, I'm not saying anything wrong with fishing and hunting. I actually like doing it, but I'm not, what I'm getting at is, is that you, you try to portray something to be man enough. And, and realistically, I think that if I had been more vulnerable, in a lot of ways, if I had been more open to connecting with my partner, you know, if I had been man enough to do that and actually really work on me instead of just working on all that other stuff and trying to be something that I wasn't, I probably would have gotten a lot further in life as far as that stuff goes. So, all you guys out there that are trying to be man enough in the wrong way, don't worry about shedding a tear every once in a while because guess what? That might be power. That might be something that yeah. you're actually just releasing. That's something that is powerful to actually mm. do. And I, you know, admittedly went through some situations where when things didn't work out the right way, I broke down in a way that I never should have. I was really way, way too much emotionally connect, emotionally distraught in my own way because, again, I was trying to be mad enough in all the wrong ways. And if I had just been more connected, I probably wouldn't have been as emotionally distraught going through some breakups or failures or whatever it was because I would have been able to admit to the things that are really truly inside of me and address those things. Yes. So, you know, what's the real definition of man enough, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's a great point. Cause it's like, when we actually do do those things to connect and be vulnerable, we actually find more fulfillment in being the man who we were created to be right. The man who we want to be, you yeah. know, it's really I mean, funny. Cause it's, it's just a little bit you know, for lack of a better term, ass backwards, right? We just think it about th- these masculine things that were defined by some guy in our life or somebody on TV,
1: yeah.
0: And we try to live that out and like completely miss who we are. You know, yeah.
1: You know, and I think it all starts early. Like it's sort of like you're trying to make an impression on the girl that you like in school. Yeah. But, oh yeah. But, oh yeah. I love this girl. This girl's like so hot. I really want to meet her. Mm-hmm. I I got to do something to make get her attention. I can't be myself. I got to yeah. to get her. And I did that. Right. And it's like, it even did that even just a few years ago, trying to be something that I wasn't trying to impress somebody. And it doesn't, you know, like, I think, honestly, I think sometimes if, 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 if you're really, int- I, I, that, look, I've, I haven't done this, but I'm just saying, like, if I, if I was standing in an elevator with some really good looking girl, it was just her and I, and I was like, oh, my God, I really want to meet this girl. I really want to mm-hmm. talk to her. I don't know what to say probably the best thing that I could possibly say being mad enough in that situation would probably be just to turn around and say, you know, I really just don't know what to say right now, but I really want to say something to you because I, yeah. I, I find I find you really attractive, but I just don't know what to say. So I guess I'll just say, my name's Corey, mm-hmm. you know, just being mm. honest, being yeah. real, you know, And I, I, Again, that's attractive. Like if somebody does that to you and you're on the other side, they're, they're the females coming to you and basically being honest instead of trying to be something that they're not. Right. And Some girl came up to me and said, Hey, you know what? I find you really attractive. I don't know what to say, but I just really do find you attractive. I'd like to get to know you better. I'd be like, wow, that's new. Yeah. Yeah. That's new. All right. So define man enough Mm -hmm. you know and i that's that's just something i wanted to add that i kind of forgot there because it's it is important and and to me since i've kind of gotten to that that okay with who i am thing Mm -hmm. um and and actually like loving myself and when i look in the mirror and i know that's kind of a i guess you could say like a typical thing that people say you gotta you have to love yourself to love somebody else but there is an element of it that truly is real you know And, and if you're trying to be somebody that you're not I did all that for a lot of years on the stage and it was great while you're on the stage. Mm. Off stage. Yeah, yeah. It's only, you know, it's only mm. so much of that stuff, right? And unless you want to do a show for your girl on the side or something like that. That's <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, yeah. like, you know, when it comes to the reality of being at home and you're actually like in the in the home life and you know, take that time, you know, like to understand your partner, take that time to, you know, pay attention. Cause, cause again, if you, if you're taking them for granted, if you're, if you're taking your, your lifestyle for granted, you're not giving that person a kiss on the neck when they walk, when you walk by them for no reason. Well, you know, eventually animosity is going to end up building up and somebody's going to end up wanting to move in a different direction, right? That's why the seven year itch started in the first place a long time ago, right? People grow in different, different paces. And I firmly believe now that if I would have maybe checked in with my partner, maybe once every month or a couple months and said, Hey, how are we doing? How are we right. doing? like, if we, if we, and if we're not doing that good, be honest. And if, if it's not going the right direction, like what can we do to make it right? Not what can I do or you do, but what can we do? You know, what can we work together on? Right. And again, like when you're so consumed and self-absorbed in your own ego, egotistical mindset, and it's not, Saying egotistical in a bad way, we all have ego in our own ways. But sometimes we just get so consumed with the stuff that's in our own mind and thinking that everybody just sees life through our own lens. And no, not everybody sees life through your own lens. I I don't agree with a lot of people out there, but I respect their perception. Right? Yeah. Like I don't. I, I've lived a completely different life than you do. You have. You may have. You know, a completely different perception on certain subjects out there. And even if we disagree, I can still respect your perception.
0: Yeah, you know? and absolutely. Yeah,
1: we're, we're lacking that
0: in the world these days. Mm-hmm. I really exposure believe exposure is such a valuable thing when it comes to growth. Just exposing yourself to different perspective, experiences, people. Yeah, you know, you don't have. Yeah, if for some reason there's been along the way of like if I experience something different than what my normal is, that'll be mm-hmm. harmful to me. And I don't know yeah. where that gets connected. Maybe that's a survival mechanism. It is. Yeah, but, but really deep down, we're really just. We're keeping ourselves from growing by doing that. Oh,
1: not everybody thinks like you, you mm-hmm. know, and not everybody thinks like me, and that's okay. That's what makes the world go round. Yeah, you know? but like, I, I really came to realize that in this last little while that that, you know, I can learn from other people's perspectives. And if I was to live in the same town, drinking the same drink at the same bar with the same people for the rest of my life, I'm putting myself into that same lens as everybody else goes. And I'm not growing, but by jumping and getting out there in the world and taking uncomfortable action and meeting new people and doing all those things, you get other people's perspectives on things that you can, you can take into your own life. Some you might not agree with, but you can learn. Yeah. I just, to think that in this world of social media now, people take things so like, oh my God, you said that, and they they take it out of context, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I can't believe that this person even thinks that, and unfollow. Right. It's just like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. I was just, you know, yeah.
0: judgment over curiosity is generally our kind of our culture's getting to versus saying yeah. understanding the context, figuring out really understanding where they're coming from and all that. But judgment is usually our our go-to
1: right away, right away. So I have a love hate relationship with social media because I mean, you know, I really do. Right. Like I don't even want to scroll the timeline anymore. I just kind of go on there, use social media. I don't let it use me anymore, but you know, Mm -hmm. that's the way it is. Right. This is the world we live in now. And, and I, and again, like, I, I love the fact that we have this amazing communication tool, but yeah, sometimes it's just like, I may disagree on religion or I may disagree on politics or I may disagree on whatever, but I don't have to turn around and say, you're wrong. And I'm right. Yeah. Well, like, I don't have to do that. Like mm-hmm. just accept it for what it is and, and move along. It's not yeah. whoever the, to me, whoever the president is or whoever the prime minister is here or whatever's going on. Realistically guys, to me, it's kind of like this, be the president of your own house, you know, like look after your own stuff. Because because I've gone through I've been living on this planet for over half a century now, and my life has always been the same. It doesn't really matter who's running the show, really. it doesn't matter who believes in whatever it's all the same. my world's my world, I control yeah. my world you know mm-hmm. and, and, and I, I control it to the best I can, right but to be truly happy, if I was going to sit there and criticize people all day and judge other people because of what they think and not respect their perception then yeah, I'm going to live a pretty miserable life. I'll be pretty cynical in the end, you know, right. I don't want to be that guy, that's no mm-hmm. fun. So, yeah, I just wanted to add that in, honestly, because I think the man yeah. enough thing is really important. I just do, you know, um, and I, I tried really hard to be man enough on stage and I really did. And I was really good at it. And mm-hmm. a lot of those people that watched me were like, Oh my God, you know, and they saw this, this macho freaking amazing business that I was doing and they thought one thing, but that's not the truth. You yeah,
0: know. absolutely. Well, that's your question.